0: Podcast, friends, my name is David Lee, and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Mic check, mic check, mic check. What is going on, friends, uh, fam? We are back. Brand new week, brand new episode. Uh, let's just get straight in into it right without any kind of uh, fluff or um, Excitement, right? Although there is always excitement in life, but today we are talking about the difference between um, light domes and frames, right? Or the pros and cons uh, mostly of using uh, frames versus light domes, right? So we're just talking about diffusion. Um, So we have a little pros and cons of both. Let's start with domes because I feel like most of you guys listening are probably using light domes uh, the majority of the time when you're on set. So, what are the pros for? light domes, right? Light domes are fast. They're easy uh, to set up and they're also fast and easy to break down, right? They're also easy to travel with. You can put them in any kind of case. You can just uh, leave them as is, right? You don't necessarily need to have a case for it. Um I feel, well, actually, do they have, yeah, yeah, I feel like all the light domes and they come in like a, like, a, like a little travel uh case, right? Like a little zippy case. Uh, so they're lightweight, Easy to travel with, easy to set up, easy to break down. Especially the newer versions of light domes, I think across the board, unless you're going with like the cheaper versions of, of light domes, uh, most of the like prosumer um, and and professional light domes, they all have like a snapping mechanism, right, where the 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 rods that connect from like the bottom of the light dome to the. Um, what is it, like the bow and sound bracket, they all kind of like snap into place, and then there's like a little release clip to um, to release the, the rod, right, whereas like the first versions of light domes, I still have one, like the old Aperture uh, light dome, uh, yeah, I think it's called a light dome, uh, where you have to like uh, bring pull the rod and put it in the hole and then like do, do like that, you know, 20 times or however many rods you have, uh, very inconvenient, Uh, Very, very time-consuming to set up and to break down especially, right? So uh, light domes, again, they have that opportunity to be able to be uh, fast and efficient to set up and break down. Uh, Also, newer light domes, I'd say in the last year, uh, the last year and also currently now, they actually give you at least two different types of diffusion. Whereas before, you're just stuck with whatever diffusion they came with, right? Uh, now they're they are at least offering some sort of something that that's in the line of like a quarter grid and then something in the line of like a full grid at least from what I'm seeing from Aperture and from from Nanlite. Uh, I do own the as far as the like newer light domes. Uh, I have the the mini light dome too. Um, so that one again only came with one layer of diffusion, whereas the newer ones come with like at least two. Right. Uh, newer light domes. I have the Nanlux 50 uh 59 inch parabolic. Uh, softbox and that one came with like a uh, a full grid and I believe something that to me felt sort of like a, like a quarter grid right it also came with the uh it also it also came with the grid in front of it right the the a crate soft grid uh, which is always nice to contain spill right and and so domes again are, are really great and they're the, the great thing about them is pretty much you get everything in one package Right. you're getting at least two different types of diffusion with number ones you're getting something that is self-contained right everything is just within itself and it attaches straight to the to the cob right whether you have like a four is a 500 aperture 600 300 um 1200 whatever it is right like everything just attaches to the light itself all right uh, i would say the cons with that is you know, if you need like a bigger source of light, sometimes you just have to go with with the bigger source, right? Meaning even a a 59 inch um, softbox, even though it's very big, sometimes you need something bigger, right? You need like a 12 by 12 or an eight by eight. And so in that situation, you can't get more out of it, right? You're kind of just stuck with it. Um, And also with uh, types of diffusion, right? If you want something that's even uh, softer, uh, sometimes you need to go with uh, like, a, like a magic cloth, right? And a magic cloth or a full grid um, is, is going to get you that quality of light that you're looking for, by right? the softness of light that you're looking for, because you have something really, really large behind it that's pushing light through it. Uh, or sometimes you just want to go uh, with with a little bit less diffusion, right? So you want like a quarter grid or maybe like a half grid or a half soft frost or like a highlight. Um, you have those options you don't i'm I'm sorry you don't have those options when you're using a a light dome right so i think that's the only thing is is once it gets to the point where like light domes universally um manufacturers can can make um diffusion layers like quarter grid half grid full grid uh half soft frost uh, magic cloth right uh even like a like an unbleached muslin right in the shape for light domes i feel like you know at the point right now we're at light domes are limited in that in that factor right uh, but for you, maybe you you don't even need that, right? For the, for the most part, you like the look you're getting from the diffusions that come with the light domes, okay? So now let's switch to frames, right? Frames, I would say the, the only pro with frames is is, is you're going to be able to scale up and down your, your lighting production, right? You can go with 12x12s, you can go with 12x20s, you can go with 8 x eight, 6 x six, 4 x four, right? So you're able to manicure and you're able to get uh, into the detail of lighting that you want which is why I, I like using frames is because I, I am in complete control of what this frame is actually doing. Right. I know that using frames are going to give me the exact measurements that I want. Right. Uh, when you're talking about T stops or F stops. Oh, excuse me. T stops or F stops. Right. I know that for like specific uh, for a specific type of diffusion, I know that if I use a Fresnel like a a F100 or Aperture 600D, somewhere in that in that in that ballpark, right? I know three meters away from Fresnel to the actual uh diffusion frame, I'm getting a certain amount of 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 exposure, right? And then from the actual frame to the talent, right? So the talent is like another, you know, two meters away or three meters away, I know that I'm going to be getting like, you know, four stops or two stops or three and a half stops, whatever it is. Right. So I know exact measurements. And that way when during pre production, I can I even if I'm not able to do like a location scout, I can uh, I can estimate that, okay, you know, given where we're at, given the time of day we're at, given uh, the sun, maybe, the, maybe where the sun direction is or the sun path is, maybe we're side sidelit during this particular time, right? and We can't avoid that. We just have to shoot it during this time. I know that I'm going to need at least something that's going to give me, um, let's say that background, I'm just going to guess that background. Oh, there's a window. There's a row of windows there. They're going to be reading at like a sixteen right t16 right so if i want to be able to create a two to one ratio i need the i need my key to be at least at like 12s right or or like 11s right Twelves, 11s right uh and so what what a diffusion is like what diffusion do i need to have what kind of light do i need to have to to get that right it takes the guesswork out of it is, is basically what i'm saying whereas if you're using a light dome Right. Say you have a very powerful light, like a six, like a 600D, say you have like two 600Ds. Right. And you're like, OK, cool. I got the light domes. We got them set up. Let's uh, let's get through on the day. And and it should be able to hold um, the background window. Right. And chances are with two 600Ds are really powerful lights. You should be able to hold um, windows that are reading a, uh, like, like T16. Right. But again, for for many people out there, like if you don't have that experience, you're kind of just stuck with guessing it. Right. Whereas with frames and and diffusion layers, you're able to meter it. You're able to go online and find resources and, and talk to people, and know exact measurements. Right. Again and again, you can finesse the light. Right. You can finesse the quality of light. Um, quarter grid, half grid, full grid. They're going to give you more of like a like a warmer a warmer tonality to it. Right. Um, and also, it doesn't when you when you use uh, grid cloth, it doesn't cover the full grid cloth. Right. It kind of does like this cross. Uh, what is it, like a, uh, like a T cross, not a T shape, like like a crosshair shape, right? And so it doesn't fill up the entire frame. Whereas if you're using something like a, um, an unbleached muslin or like a magic cloth, right? It tends to cover the entire uh, diffusion frame, the, the, the entire diffusion layer. I'm hoping all this stuff kind of makes sense to you guys, or, or you're kind of getting the idea of it, right? So, so what that means is that knowing, having this knowledge of different uh, types of diffusion, the, the uh the intensity that you get from it or the lack of intensity you get from it if, if you're going with like a thicker cloth or a lighter cloth or a thinner cloth right you have so much more um, um you have so much more at your control yeah you have so much more at your disposal s- disposal to use right uh, now the con with using frames uh division frames like eight by eight six by six is that y- you need a lot more equipment and you need a lot more resources or people to actually set them up right? Whereas, let's just say you have like a, um, a Forza, Forza 300, and I like them. All you really need is like a heavy stand, right? You don't, you don't even need a C-stand for that. You just need like a heavy, heavy duty stand, sandbag, you're good to go, right? Whereas say uh, you need uh, like a six by six of something, right? Then you have one of two options. Number one, you have a C-stand, T-bar, waterfall, that thing, and you're good to go, right? Uh, number two is you have a actual six by six frame that you need at least two C-stands to set that guy up, right? So again, you need more resources when it comes to using frames. Even something with like a four by four frame, right? In many instances, uh, you might be better off with just using a light dome, uh, depending on um, how many, um, what resources you have, right? Are you using a small crew, medium-sized crew, big crew, right? If you have medium-sized to big crew, I would say just go with the four by four frame because then you can you can pick and choose uh, what quality of light you want, right? Do you need the quarter grid? Do you need the full grid? Do you need the magic cloth? Um, If you're using small crew or if it's just you and someone else, go with the light dome, right? In the context of using a four by four frame, right? The reason why is because with a four by four frame, you need at least a C stand and then plus the actual four by four frame. And then you need the light behind it, right? Whereas with the, uh, the light dome setup, you just need one stand, right? The light goes on the stand, the light dome goes on to the light or the cob light. Right. Um, so, what do I what do I typically use? Ninety uh, percent of the time, I use frames because I I have enough crew on set where I can get away with it. Right. Or not get away with it, where I have I have the necessary means to set it up in an efficient manner. Right. Uh, that's not to say that I don't use light domes. I do use light domes here and there. Just depends on what I'm doing. Right. Um, if, if I'm doing something where it's very like run and gun, then I will most of the time go with a uh, a light dome. Um, unless there's something where we have enough time to do like a like a tech scout then I can understand what time of day we're shooting at, blah, blah, blah. Then at that point, I know exactly. Okay, cool. I have about, you know, 15 minutes to, to set up uh, this particular lighting setup. And all I'm going to use is an 8 by neg and a, um, an 8x of, of half grid. Cool, I can set that up, right? Not a huge deal, right? Because I, I already know exactly what time of day we're shooting. I know exactly the frame we're shooting, right? Because we've done our we've done our tech scout, we've done our Artemis still, or I've taken my little Sony A seven the lens, and I have I have a really good idea of what the frames gonna look like, right? So in that instance, I'll use a frame. Um, for situations where I'm not able to do a, a tech scout at all or a location scout, I will always bring a um, a light dome just in case. All right, because it may be just a faster thing to set up. All right, uh, cool. So I hope this guys. I hope this episode uh, can't even speak anymore uh, out of practice. But I hope this episode helped you guys out in some way, shape, or form to better understand the tools available to you. Right, this isn't like a light domes are better than frames or frames are better than light domes. That's like saying zoom lenses are better than prime lenses it's like no you know what if you're shooting like a a fucking nature documentary I, i highly doubt you're going to be using a prime lens right unless unless your prime lens is like a like a five like a 500 mil and that's just sitting on your camera the entire time right uh you may need a 100 to 400 right and then if you're doing like interviews with uh like um the park rangers or whatever uh then you might have a setup of prime lenses right uh so again there isn't like this is better than that I think that's 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 all like like YouTube filmmaking talk, right? Because it's it helps the algorithm and it helps people who, um, are trying to get into the professional realm, uh, or just need some additional help, right? And nothing wrong with with YouTube filmmaking. I, I my theory is that YouTube filmmaking is its own genre now, right? There is like filmmaking, right? TV shows, HBO Max, theatrical releases, which uh, I I still think will never die, just because if that were the case, there would be no movie theaters right now. Right. Like if you if you really think about it, if if you really feel and believe that uh, theatrical releases and the cinemas are dead, then there would be no theaters. Right. Like why why would it be the case that like Regal Cinemas, AMC, Edwards and like uh, all these all these other. Well, I think those are like the biggest ones. Right. Like I think they would all be shut down literally you wouldn't have any, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be able to go down to the AMC 20 or the 30 or the Regal, whatever, or the IMAX, whatever, they would all be gone. They would, they would just be, you know, like, a, like, a, I don't know, like a forever 21 or something like that. Right. Like what it, that makes sense. But it is the case where we still have theaters and we still have box office setting movies like Top Gun Maverick, right? Obviously people went to the fucking theater to go see that thing. Right. Uh, but YouTube filmmaking is, is, is its own genre now. Right. It's like the content creator genre. It's the um, it's the IG real uh, type of filmmaking. It's a TikTok type, type of filmmaking right where you don't need like lights and stuff. Right. It's just you showing your phone or your, or your mirrorless camera and auto expose and that's it. You're good. right? It's a different type of genre. Right. So so know what type of genre you are working in and which one you want to stay in or move towards. Right. Um, as a cinematographer, obviously I, I don't do YouTube filmmaking, right? Uh, again, nothing wrong with it. That's just not the um, it's not preference for me, and it's also not what I work in, right? Uh, there, there's, there's a great debate uh, again, side tangent, but I'm I'm gonna close this episode out. Uh, but you know, a lot of times when you're when you're working on a commercial, there uh, they have to have TikTok reels shot, right? And at least the ones that I've been on in the past year, uh, we just use a phone right? We just grab a a phone from the, from the producer normally, and we just shoot the TikTok, like with the fucking phone, right? Uh, there, I've seen many productions now where they have to actually shoot, um, people are are rotating the camera, like vertical to to get the, um, the, the nine by 16 or the one by one, right? Or sometimes you just have to frame what's important, um, for using guidelines, right? You have your, your small HG monitor or whatever it is, right? And you separate your guidelines so that way you can see that okay cool. I'm gonna switch on the guidelines right now nine by sixteen. Okay, cool. I, I need to reframe so that this thing is in the center, right? And that, that's just how it is, right? Uh but but again with like 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 the TikTok stuff a lot of it is just shot on like us like a cell phone, right? Because it's like that's like why not? Right? Like if this is really just gonna be if okay we don't have to change the lighting. Lighting's the same Audio is the same, nothing's being changed. We just need a vertical thing of it, right? And this vertical thing is gonna be shown on on cell phones, right? Now, 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 let's be clear, right? Not everyone has the latest and greatest. Not everyone has an, an iPhone 14 Pro. Uh, a lot do, a lot still have a fucking iPhone 8 or iPhone 9, right? These are like less than 2K displays, right? And so my thing is, is, well, if that's the case, if this thing is really only needed for like a TikTok or an MI16, just, just use a fucking phone, right? Because the people who are watching vertical stuff, they're not fucking cinematographers. They're not filmmakers. They're, they're consumers. Right? They could give a shit less of, of what it looks like, right? As long as it it's cool to them, fuck it. It works, right? So my thing is like, well, just use the phone then, right? If it's just going to live on the phone, right? And then for like your YouTube or for the website uh, whatever it is, right. Then you have like the 16 by nine, you have like the full acquisition, the 4k or the 6k, whatever you're using. All right. Okay, cool. That rant is over This episode is over. I will, um, catch you guys in next week's podcast episode. Again, if you liked it, please rate it on, on Apple podcasts. I would appreciate it. Please share with all your friends, your homies, your home Mets, and I will catch you guys in, uh, the next episode. All right. bye